I'm Cassandra. And I'm Bailey. And you're listening to Coffee, Spooks, and Murder. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. We just had a really big fuck up. Do you, how long did we get into this? 17 minutes. <laughs> oh my god, guys. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to a late night episode. Yeah, there, there won't be a very big intro for this one because no. we've done it twice. Yes. So. Damn it. All my fault. I thought today we were doing a full episode for spooks and half and like 17 minutes in, Bailey's like, um, because I mentioned it was going to be a quick, short episode. I was like, um, I think this is supposed to be our mystery wedding. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So we're re-recording. So I hope you guys enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, guys. Welcome, welcome. What are you drinking? To all over again. Yeah. Well, what are you drinking, Bailey? (laughs) I am drinking uh, ice cap and... uh, it feels so forced. I know, right? <laughs> You're like, oh, man. No, I'm drinking an ice cap because um, I don't have air conditioning. It's really hot in my house, and I chug <laughs> this entire large one, so I will be up very late. <laughs> and I am drinking a small iced coffee from Timmy's, <laughs> and I will be able to go to sleep when I get home <laughs> after I upload this, this short mini episode. Well, welcome, everyone. Um, our last episode, episode 17, which, uh, Bailey covered, which mm-hmm. was the Black Hope Curse, mm-hmm. which was so good. Thank you. Very Thank good. You. And, uh, this one we're doing a CSM, <laughs> CSM mini mysteries. Yes. I think we're number four, right? This is number four. Yeah, guys. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yes. So you just want to jump right into it? Yeah, let's just jump into it because, um, so we, so I'm doing uh, Portuguese folklore for the mini mystery Mm -hmm. and my sources are portuguesehistory.tumblr, um, artstation and Wikipedia. These are based out of Portugal and one of them kind of goes into the Brazil as well. And I was trying to do a lot of research on some of them, but like, for instance, one of them is universal and like, Mm -hmm. same with the other one, they're all universal. It's just depending on where you're, where you're from. It's different tales and different stories. That's kind of like, um, with like the, the wish washers, the the skinwalkers, um, you know, every territory or, yes. you know, area in the world has their own version of what they call That's right. them. And, um, yeah. But, so yeah, so you have a connection to Portugal. I do, yes. So my husband's family are mm-hmm. from Portugal. So my father-in-law was born and raised in the island, so the Azores. Mm-hmm. And then my mother-in-law was born here in Canada, but she was raised in Portugal in the mainland. I was trying to figure out some, pinpoint some ideas of what I wanted to do. And then Sean's like, well, why don't you do some Portuguese ones? So I was like, that's so cool. So then I found this and I couldn't, it was, it was a little bit late when I was doing my research and stuff. So I couldn't call my father-in-law or like my mother-in-law to get their stories. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm sure I will. It'll be, yeah, we'll have an after hours talk. I think so. We'll just have to put them on like. 
on uh, a speaker and get them to do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy these. And uh, like I said, it's a mini mystery, so it'll be a quick one today. It's not a full episode, everyone. No. It won't be like last mini. Yeah, no, it won't be like our last mini. No. Um, so let's get into it. So this one here, I'm just going to read from the PortugueseHistory.tumblr. This person... Uh, their name is Grantaire Wannabe, and they put in their, their Portuguese history, which is super, the way that they say things on here is so funny, mm -hmm. and I really liked it. So this is kind of my main source of where I got my information, and then I kind of went into ArtStation and Wikipedia. I'm also going to post pictures of these three things because they're quite terrifying, mm -hmm. and when I was talking about it and thinking like, holy shit, could you imagine if you're saying these stories to kids <laughs> at night? Our kids would never be able to sleep no, at all. No, our kids are very, um, what are they called? Sensitive. Coddled. <laughs> <laughs> They're coddled, yes, very yeah. much so. So um, we'll just have to make sure they don't listen to this. <laughs> um, so this one here, so the Grand Tier wannabe, he writes, uh, Portuguese folklore that haunted me as a child. This is all BuzzFeed unsolved fault. Also, this is how my family and the villagers that helped raise me in early 2000 told me so. It's more than likely to be different from what you know. Because, one, my memory is shit. Two, I was raised in center of Portugal by a bunch of farmers and a family from Nazari, Peniche, Lisbon, and Mirandela. So that's kind of the intro for this. Um, the names for this, I do apologize. Yes, my husband is Portuguese. However, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot pronounce things. I can say swear words mm -hmm. in like very well. But when it comes to saying the actual names, I can only pronounce them in like how I would in Spanish. Yeah. So I do apologize. <laughs> That's okay. Can he speak Spanish? Only certain words. Then you're even. Okay, Only then we're fine. Words. <laughs> swear words. And like when we say like papa for like bottle mm -hmm. or like we say chupete for the soother, mm -hmm. like leche for milk, like those things, Sean. <laughs> the one word Sean actually caught on very quickly was conejo. And conejo is rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> How? Why? Don't know. <laughs> He caught on to that word very well, and every time he sees a, a rabbit, he's like, oh, look at the conejo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, babe, that's right. It's yeah. a conejo. Good job. Um, so, so random. I know, right? Very random word. So the first one is, I'm going to try to say this, I'm going to butcher it, but it's homem do saco or velo do saco. It's AKA man the or AKA man with the bag. Okay. Okay. So the legend I was told was that there was this old man that carried a bag of Seraphilharia, which is like a potato sack, mm -hmm. uh, like the ones used to carry potatoes. Uh, he would catch children who would misbehave or that would stay in the streets past bedtime. He would then take the children and make buttons and soap out of them. Very random, like very yeah. weird. Yeah, I can just not imagine going up to like a five-year-old. Like, did you take another cookie? <laughs> the old man's gonna come get you. Yeah. You're gonna get turned into soap. Yeah. 
I'm missing a button. You want to be a button? Yeah. Like, could like, you just imagine? Oh, my God. Like, kids are so freaking scared of, like, Coraline. Like, right? Like, Coraline, yeah. Buttons are scary. <laughs> just be made into a button. Just yeah. get put on your dad's clothes or something. So this... So when I looked at uh, artstation.com, it said that this story was based in Brazil. And so somehow it probably made its way to Portugal just because Brazil and Portugal, they have their ties in history. From this, um, so throughout the years, the tale has been altered to different versions. So like I had said, it was originally said that it would be an old man walking around with a potato sack to now gypsies walking around with a potato sack and they would take the children. And I think that they got changed from an old man to gypsies is because gypsies, there's a more larger community of gypsies in Portugal. Mm -hmm. And like when we were, when I went to Portugal, they have these, um, they're called fadas and they're festivals. And there's this one gypsy festival that Sean's grandma would take us to and you obviously have to be careful because, you know, like there's theft and stuff like that, pickpocketers in Europe. And with gypsies, they are the first ones to be blamed for any kind of theft and stuff like that. Yeah, they like a stereotype against them. That's right, yeah. So I think that's why it got altered from an old man to gypsies is because gypsies are a bit more popular out there. And there's a larger community of them just kind of wandering the streets and... Yeah, pickpocketing and stuff. Over in Brazil, they got the old men there. The, <laughs> the old men's there, they're yeah. Stereotyped. <laughs> the old men are stereotyped there, but um, but yeah, I was just thinking, like, I, I couldn't even imagine having that being said at like in a fire or something, um, with the kids around or whatever, yeah. right? To just imagine, so our, our kids would be terrified. Our poor kids would be I just awful. I can't say that to no. <laughs> Just sound like you want to misbehave. I'm gonna get the old man. Yeah. I'm gonna get the old man. <laughs> I'm just gonna come home with a potato sack. <laughs> so the second one, it's called Bichu Papau, the Boogeyman. So if you know the Boogeyman, you guys already know. There's different versions. There's different um, tales of the Boogeyman. Uh, but for this one, this is what this um, person had said on their Tumblr. It's about a demon, demon slash ghost that would be on the roofs of houses and would take children that were naughty or disrespecting their elders and at the end would eat them. So you would not listen to your grandfather when he said that you couldn't play with his watch, but you did it anyway. The Bichu Babao would come at night when you were in bed and eat you with his many teeth. See, I feel like the punishment doesn't match the crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wanted to look at your watch. <laughs> I mean, getting eaten or made into a button. I don't know. It's right? It's, I don't know. <laughs> which one are you going to do? Like, yeah. Miss your curfew. It could be one or the other. Yeah. It's just, which one do I want? The, the old man or the boogeyman? Yeah. Like, which one? So it's, it's it, like, I, I, we laugh because, you know, like we're older and, you know, we know, but I think if we were to set the tone, like I said, for these next two, like these next, like the three, we set the tone and it's just like a big thing. And it's mm -hmm. like, 
Could you just imagine the kids being so scared? I remember. So this next one, we're going to jump into the next one because I have a story for this next one. So in Portugal, they say coca. And I think that's how you spell it. C-O-C-A. Okay. Coca. So this one here, when I go on Wikipedia, it has different... um, It's also known as different names. So... Some of them are Gugui, Gugo, Guga, Gugu, or Gugui. <laughs> so we, in my childhood, we always said the Gugu. So the Gugu was Google? the Gugu. <laughs> Not Google. The Gugu. We were so scared of that because we were told, like, oh, if you're, oh, yeah, you're going to go downstairs by yourself, the Google's going to get you. <laughs> Or, like, oh, you're going to turn off the light, the Google's right behind you. Because when we were younger, we used to scare the shit out of each other, and that's yeah. how we did it. And so this one was so funny because it reminded me of when we were younger, like, my cousins. I'm pretty sure my brother has done it before where we're like, we go and my mom's like, turn off the light downstairs. And you go to turn off the light in like a bedroom and you're like running down the hallway. You're like, flick the light and you're running down the hallway because you're like, the cuckoo's going to get you. Like, <laughs> so when I saw the cuckoo, I was like, oh my God, it's just bringing me back memories of the cuckoo. It's just, that's just what it is. So on Tumblr, so that's my kind of story to yeah, this, but... that's why your brother's so scared of everything. You probably traumatized him. I know. I traumatized him with the Santa Claus thing. I traumatized him <laughs> with many things. And it's funny because on TikTok, they have these... Um, they have these videos where, you know, where they turn off the light and they have someone, like, a shadow going behind them. That's exactly what it was like. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so weird. Like, and on that note, we'll be right back. Is that our monthly BarkBox delivery? It is! We are so excited to partner with BarkBox and have created a custom link just for our listeners. BarkBox was established in 2011. BarkBox is a themed monthly delivery of toys and all natural treats and choose your dog can't wait to rip open. BarkBox designs all their toys in-house with the very best materials like t-shirt rope, spiky ball cores, and dozens of unique squeakers. BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches delivered right to your dog's door. Use our link www.barkbox.com forward slash CSM podcast to receive a free extra month of BarkBox valued at $35 and is available on multi-length plans. That is www.barkbox.com forward slash CSM podcast. Bye! And welcome back. <laughs> oh, no. Welcome back, everyone. There's going to be some heavy breathing ASMR. <laughs> It's going to be heavy breathing. Anyway, so we were getting to the Google. And I don't know if have, has Nolo ever talked to you about the Google? No. Okay. So from our, like from what we were told, it's basically a dark shadow that follows behind you and will like 
capture you or like grab your leg or drag you and so that's why every time I see videos of people running and like turning off the light and like running upstairs it just reminded me of when we were kids because that's what we were told mm -hmm. so this Grand Terre wannabe um, on this PortugueseHistory.tumblr.com says for fuck's sakes okay <laughs> so I was already like six when my great grandmother told me this, now that that now that lady was kind of evil, but she liked me a lot for some reason. But she still told me about this witch made me afraid of dark corners of streets. Coca is a lady with head of gourd that had nothing beside besides holes where the mouth and eyes should be, and the holes in her eyes would burn because of the evilness. She would stay in any dark corner or dark place looking at the misbehaved child and take them away forever and eat them and leave their bones at their parents' door. I mean, I know this is a basically scary beast eats children, but it works, okay? You just get older and now know Goka is men hidden in dark places instead of a lady with a gourd face. You also have to give it to my great-grandmother because the bones thing was her twist because not a single one of my friends know about the bones thing. <laughs> so she added, the, the added that. So I feel like a lot of these stories are like, you want to misbehave, you little shit? The boogeyman's going to come get you. The yeah. Google's going to come get you. The old man's going to come get you. So moral of the story is, kids, don't misbehave. I want to know when, like, when stuff like that was, like, phased out, when parents and grandparents, like, stopped. Right? I don't know. saying that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that these, whoever created these stories, fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so on Wikipedia, so the, the boogeyman is almost tied in with the Google. And then um, this one here, they actually had a few things on Wikipedia for it. So it says under legend on Wikipedia for the Coca or Google. In Spain, Portugal, and Latin America, parents sometimes invoke the coco or cuca as a way of discouraging their children from misbehaving. They sing lullabies or tell rhymes wearing their, uh, warning their children that if they don't obey their parents, el coco will come and get them and then eat them. <laughs> Nothing like true yeah. <laughs> parents scaring the shit out of their kids. It is not the way the coco looks, but it does that. But what it does that scares most. It is a child eater and a kidnapper. It may immediately devour the child, leaving no trace, or it may spirit the child away to place of no return. But it only does this to disobedient children. It is on the lookout for children's misbehavior from the rooftops. It takes the shape of any dark shadow and stays watching. It represents the opposite of the guardian angel, and it is frequently compared to the devil. Others see the coco as a representation of the deceased of the local community. The oldest known rhyme about the coco, which originated in the 17th century, is in the Auto de los Desposorios de la Verdín by Juan Gases. The rhyme has evolved over the years, but it still retains its original meaning. Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm ready. Are we about to do an incantation? Um, <laughs> it's dark out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need a flashlight when I go to my car. <laughs> so I'm going to read it in English because I will butcher it. 
in like they have it in Spanish and they also have it in Portuguese, but I will butcher it in Portuguese. So I'm just going to read it in English. Okay. Sleep child, sleep now. El Coco comes and will eat you. <laughs> what a lullaby. <laughs> What 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 tune does this go to? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't even want to chant it. Like I don't know. So the Portuguese lullaby recorded by Jose Lete de Vasconcelos tells Coca to go to the top of the roof. In other versions of the same lullaby, the name of the Coca is changed to that of Papao Negro, Black Eater, the name of another boogeyman. So this is that rhyme in Portuguese. Leave coca, leave coca, go to the top of the roof, let the child have a quiet sleep. Well, at least that one's a little bit better. But you're asking coca to go to the roof to find kids? Yeah, to find other kids. Papa's pissed. Yeah. Don't touch his watch. <laughs> Sorry, Papa. <laughs> the traditional Brazilian lullaby is as follows, with the cuca as a female humanoid alligator. What? Yes. Oh, my God. Sleep, little baby. That Guka comes to get you. <laughs> Daddy went to the farm. Mommy went to work. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that'll teach if it's not to open up the door. <laughs> yes. And so, like, so the Guka and, like, the boogeyman, they're so, like, they intertwine so much mm-hmm. that this one here, it... The like both Brazilian and Portuguese also have a boogeyman version of it, so we're kind of going back to the boogeyman. But mm-hmm. this one, uh, it contains, uh, or which sometimes acquires regional colors, where the boogeyman, the shape shifting Bicho Papo, is a monster that is shaped by what the child fears most, mm-hmm. and a small owl, a small owl, or other birds of prey that could be on the roof at homes at night in Brazil. Or a mysterious old man with a bag who is also waiting on the roof of the house in Portugal. So somehow all of these are like all together intertwined. But they all have their own like little story, right? Depending on where you're from. I choose the owl. Right? (laughs) Did I see you? Um, So this rhyme is there. So it goes, boogeyman atop the roof, let my child have a quiet sleep. So all of them are saying to stay on the roof. (laughs) So before you go to bed, just look outside and go, stay on the roof. (laughs) Yeah. Old man on the roof now. (laughs) Don't move. So verses and songs were used in pre-Roman Iberia to transmit history to the younger generations, as told by ancient authors. So Luce said the mothers, the mother sang the military feats of the fathers to incite the children to battle. He was later quoted by Servius, who emphasized that it was the role of the mothers to remember and teach the young men about the war feats of their fathers. Silius Italicus added more. He said that the young warriors sang songs in their native language while hitting their shields in the rhythm of the songs, and that they were, were well-versed in magic. Strabo, too, commented that history was recorded in verse. During the Portuguese and Spanish colonizations of Latin America, the legend of the coco was spread to countries such as Mexico, Argentina, and Chile. So that is why Mm -hmm. I knew about the coco. So 
later, maybe in like in another episode um, of another mini mysteries, we will cover some of the tales that I have heard from Chile because those ones are pretty freaky too. Mm-hmm. They really freak me out. Um, the next one that I am also going to say, so these next few ones that I tried searching, I could not find anything for it. took me to like a lady named Maria in Portugal. And then like this other one took me to like wolves and like all this other stuff. So I was like, this, is, this doesn't make sense. I don't know. So yeah. if you know these stories, like message us and let us know how you guys like what you guys think, what you have heard from these and all that. I'd be so interested. So Maria do Poco, she was this demon with horns and fire that would ca- uh, that would catch children in rivers and wells and drown them to eat them. But she sometimes looked as a little girl and would cry for help so children would try to help her. And when you tried, she would pull you inside, transform into a demon, and eat you like a crab. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, you little shit. Right? You want to go down to the well by yourself? This is what's going to happen. You're going to eat like a crab. Someone's going to eat like a crab would eat you. <laughs> You're going to be crab food. <laughs> and in italic, it's so funny because they said, we love. Three out of ten, I was a weird child and I would, I would sit on a tree near our well and talk with her. <laughs> Just to be friends so you're not eaten. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> right? Just, we're not sure. The next one is called Bruxas Lavadiras. This one isn't exactly scary. I mean, they wouldn't eat children, so that's a pretty good way to not scare the living shit out of any tiny me. So they were these ghosts of ladies that wore all white and would run around town at night with lanterns and clean blood, dirty clothes. People who saw them would end up dying, so fuck you then. (laughs) You still die. Yeah. So scary because they don't eat you. You just know you're going to die soon. So Mm -hmm. F-U-N. Fun. (laughs) The next one is called Pesadelo. So this asshole was a demon that wore a hood, and if you would leave your bed not made, then the night, the next night, he would come and put his hand on your mouth. Now, you wouldn't choke because he had a hole in his hand and would only leave if he got scared by an adult. This didn't work for me. I, was, I always said that making the bed was dumb, and I would only do it because my mom was scarier than him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to use this one on uh, my son because he hates making his bed and I can't stand it. And I'm like, just make your goddamn bed. <laughs> so um, my son, who's listening, if you're listening, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to tell you about Pesadelo. <laughs> be prepared, child. He's going to be like, mom, no, you're more scared. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing as that guy. So the next one is called Os Lobos da Sera. Okay, this one is from my village and was told by older kids. And the old people would agree because it was basically, don't you fucking dare to go to the woods at night. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing. Like, if you go into woods, you can get lost. Mm -hmm. You can get, like, this one, I I could probably fuck with because I'm like, yeah, no. Like, don't go in the woods by yourself. Mm -hmm. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know... No, just 
<sighs> Kids are too brave sometimes. Right? <laughs> and, like, the weirdest shit, too. Like... Mm-hmm. Kids yeah. are scary. Nope. <laughs> um, there was this two kids that were playing in the woods at night, and a wolf started to run behind them, and the youngest fell... But the oldest didn't help him, leaving him to the wolves. Mm. But when the oldest was almost out of the woods, he fell and scratched his left palm right in the middle, and the wolves, uh, the wolves went for him. After that, a curse was given to us, and every child born with a palm line right in the middle of their left palm would become a wolf. I was ready to be a werewolf at the moment, they told me, and I saw the line. <laughs> Is that a line? Yeah, I have one, too. Right there. See? Werewolf. <laughs> Full moons. <laughs> Hear that, Drogo? We're going to be wolves. He's like, what? What? Yeah. Huh? Who? But yeah, so that was, um, those were the tales, the little folklores of what's going on there. I think what I want to do is maybe do a, a little stitch on this episode mm-hmm. after I talk to my father-in-law. Because he's from the island in Azores. And so in Portugal, there's a lot of history. Mm-hmm. And so I want to get his version of what he thinks of these ones. So I'm going to ask him because I see him tomorrow. Okay. So I'm going to ask him about some yeah. tales. Yeah. And I'll stitch it with this one. Maybe we'll do a part two. Okay. Yes. 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 Um, and in general, now all you parents listening... <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> misbehaved children. I think that was the whole um, yeah. background of this, is that you got misbehaved children. <laughs> Tell them these stories. Eggman, boogeyman. And it's so funny because the first thing you said when you walked in the house is like, oh, yeah, my daughter's not being listening. <laughs> yeah. Then, That's it. Bring this. <laughs> I'm going to make her listen to these episodes. I'm going to show her those pictures. Because <laughs> yeah. the pictures that I found... They were, some of them, right, because some of them, they're all different drawings, right, because they all have different takes of all these different kind of folklores. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them are like, you're looking at something, you're like, whoa, that's like yeah. intense. <laughs> like, I'm just going to show you the one. It's like the illustrations of some of these, like, folklore drawings. <laughs> like, look at that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see the potato sack. Um, right? The old man just looks disheveled, no shirt, big big beer belly. I like his gut. Right? <laughs> it's like his stomach's being deflated. He's like, <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's it. Like, And then here's one, like, this looks like a regular old man. <laughs> like, some of the drawings are quite, um, they're quite funny. Mm-hmm. And some of them are like, oh, that's a little trippy. But um, there's a lot. So if you guys go on Google or if you go on the sources, there's a lot of them who have different kinds of or the different articles, but they're in Portuguese and stuff like that. So it was kind of hard for me to translate unless I highlighted and then I went into Google search and like tried to put <laughs> in English. But uh, but yeah, those are the those are the tales. And if you're interested. Go on the sources, check them out. Yeah. Um, if you have tales of your own, let us know. Yeah. Tell us your, your you know, tales of when you were a bad kid and your grandma yeah. came and gave it to you. Yeah. What would, what, would, what would be the story you would be told? Yeah, exactly. For you to behave. <laughs> My parents loved me. <laughs> My parents did not. They told me scary stories. <laughs> 
Not so much of misbehaving, but so much of like, oh yeah, no, I think it was misbehaving. I think it was more my aunts that would tell us. Yeah. Because they were babysitting us and we had to be good. See, I was the asshole and I did it to my younger brothers. I would yeah. like go hide in the underneath the stairs and <laughs> Oh that's mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's okay. When my brother was little, my mom had these like um, little Santas that she would put on the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And so my cousin and I, we would go and we would grab the Santas and we'd go up to my brother and be <laughs> He's terrified. Yeah. It was awesome. But I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. But now I know why. So I was happy when I was researching because I was like, well, thank God it's not just me that went through this yeah. trauma. There was like a whole bunch of other people that went yeah. through this trauma. Um, so yeah. Oh, to childhood trauma. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> this is why we all need therapy. This is exactly why we need therapy. Keep the tradition going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, that was a very short one. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a late night. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a late one. Um, the next one will be episode 18 for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be spooks. And the one I want to do, it's... Uh, it's a bit of true crime and spooks, so I'm looking forward to sharing it with you guys. Mm-hmm. And that one will be a little bit more descriptive and more uh, a lot longer. Can't wait! So excited! Yeah. So check us out. Go look at our previous episodes. Yes, if you guys are first time listener, we have you know um, 17 episodes out right now, plus four mini mysteries. So go go give them a, a listen. We get better every time. Mm-hmm. You know, don't start with number one. Yeah, we uh, we were just learning. Yeah, we're we're babies, okay? Yeah. Okay, the cocoa's coming for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta go. Stay away from dark corners. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks everyone. Hope you guys have a lovely day, night, weekend, mm-hmm. wherever you are. Enjoy coffee for us. Enjoy your commute to work wherever you listen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just. Don't forget to hit that like button. Yeah, like, subscribe. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Coffee Spooks and Murder. Don't forget to check us out on our Instagram at Coffee Spooks and Murder. Our Twitter at CSM underscore podcast. And we want to hear from you too. Send us your tales and suggestions to our email at coffee spooks and murder at gmail.com. Till next time. Bye.